Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strikes Our Fancy, the show where we talk about exactly that, whatever piques our interest in pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Craig. Uh, I'll be sharing my completely uneducated opinion with you all today. Along with me, I have... I'm Rob. My opinion is just as, if not more, worthless than Craig's. And I'm Caleb, and as always, my opinion is worth more than those two. <laughs> it helps to be right. <laughs> Uh, this week, uh, I think Caleb has taken a strong stance. Uh, we're going to be talking about spoilers this week. Maybe a topic we should have covered uh, a little earlier in our catalog, seeing as how it seems like every week we spoil whatever the hell it is we're talking about that week. The things we've talked about, though, have been out for years for the most part. It's a, it... that, we were talking about we were talking about WandaVision. We were talking about the newest Star Wars. The newest Star Wars, though, is that's about a year old now. WandaVision, I don't think we've spoiled, though. Yeah, we we talked about it. I mean, as the time we talked about it, only Caleb had watched it. We should talk about WandaVision at some point, though, because that ending was... <laughs> uh, I love that ending. I love the whole show. But yeah, so this week, uh, I think we're, we're going to be talking about spoilers, yay or nay. You know, is it, is it a good thing, and is it in, engage viewership in watching something, or is it does it completely ruin, um, you know, the... the the pivotal moment of, of content. And I'm, what, I'm of the opinion of the latter, personally. I think well, what Caleb is, has the strongest opinion of us all about it. I love me some spoilers. And <laughs> I read many a Wikipedia article before I watch anything. Or read anything, for that matter. So but I, what's, a, what's a spoiler to you guys? What, what does that mean? I think that really gets to my argument of... Uh, you know, it really doesn't matter that much. What a spoiler is is really dependent on the person and um, my, my opinion on the subject is as unpleasant as a spoiler might be it doesn't harm the viewing experience for the most part agreed heavily so i i do disagree because i think sure it doesn't harm your viewing experience but does does a viewing experience reach the potential that it could have without knowing that spoiler I think you enjoy it differently. You can you can you can know a spoiler and still enjoy a show, but did you potentially miss out on a different experience? That is true. You can never go back and get that uh, that first experience again. But uh, how many times have you, especially in in uh, novels, have you read a book? found out the twist at the end, and then gone back, read through it again, and had a completely different experience, a better experience. Agreed. It's always better the second time around after you know everything. That's fair. I think it's it's there's some truth to that, that you, you go through in your life. I'm going to pull a, pull out a specific example just, just for reference. So think of like The Sixth Sense. Turns out Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. <gasps> Whoa! Shocker. Hey. And so, absolutely, you go back and you watch the movie the second time and you pick up on all these little things that, like, oh, like, no one ever actually talks to him except for the kid. Or, like, yeah, no one interacts with him. And we never see him, you know, doing anything with anyone else. Even that scene where the kid comes home from school, Bruce Willis is sitting with the mom and they're not talking. Mm -hmm. They're just sitting there. And to me, that always felt off. And maybe it's supposed to feel off. But uh, it didn't ring true to me that, that... So, I think that's a good point, Caleb. The idea that... Okay, so you see this scene, and once you know the spoiler, once you know the, the secret of the movie, you're like, oh, well, obviously they're not talking because he's dead. 
you you pick up on that because you know that answer. Mm-hmm. But the first time you would have seen it and you didn't know that, you're like, oh, yeah, like something just seems kind of off. But you don't know exactly what. It, I think that helps build the narrative. It helps build the story in, in terms of kind of engaging the viewer. Like, well, what's going on here? There's questions to be answered. Once you already have the answer, you know exactly what's going on. And I think it's less engaging to a degree. I, uh, there's, a, there's a wonderful little anecdote. By, and I'm, I don't want it to sound like <laughs> pedantic or anything. But by Alfred Hitchcock where he's talking about suspense. Uh, you can film a conversation going on at the table between four people and at the end of five minutes, a bomb explodes. Or you can show the bomb at the beginning of the scene and you see it counting down during the conversation, which is more suspenseful. Hmm. I like knowing. I like putting together. I like knowing the mechanics and seeing how everything is as it's going on. Like if I know the ending, I can look at the mechanics as we're watching and be like, oh, so that's going to go here and here and here. And I like that viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think where Caleb's coming from there is frequently in almost all media. I mean, of course, there are plenty of outliers, but frequently we know more or less how the story is going to end. Mm-hmm. We're in it for the ride. We want to see how it gets there, not so much what happens at the end. And that's why I think that spoilers don't really matter that much. I, um, I, I'm not sure I fully agree with Caleb that spoilers enhance the experience. I just think that they don't matter. See, I, I think, to Caleb's point, you know, you're, you're talking about viewing or engaging in some media that you already know one of the endpoints and you're piecing it together. You're analyzing the story from that perspective and you get some enjoyment out of that. I would say that's half the viewing experience. That's half of the consumption. Mm. I think certain certain stories where spoilers are like do they have they have a, a revelation event at the end has repercussions of how the story was told going back. I'm again I'm going to hold up Six Sense as an example. Some spoilers don't have that. I think of Luke Skywalker, you know, Darth Vader saying I am your father. There is no build up. There's no preamble to that. That doesn't change any of the story up to that point. There's no interactions that we can go back and analyze. Mm-hmm. But in the stories and, and that are told that they have those, where, where you can go back and look, oh, these are these interactions that happened that are, that are shed in a different light because of the revelation at the end. I think those types of stories are meant to be consumed twice, like we originally were talking about. Once where you don't know, and then once a second, or and then a second time where you do know, and you you can pick it apart a little bit more and see how we how that builds to the overarching story. Sorry, that was a bit rambly. But if, like, uh, in reference to the the Darth Vader spoiler, you said yourself there is no build-up to it. It just happens. Mm -hmm. But that is still one of the more iconic uh, twists in movie history. It's it's longevity is outstanding. And people who don't even watch Star Wars know that line. Um, So does it even matter if it's an intrinsic sort of weaved into the plot or is it the shock value in general? I think if, if you, if you had never seen star Wars and you genuinely didn't know the spoilers and you have that experience, you, you consume that, that movie and you have that moment raw. That is a, that is an experience that you can't ever have. If you already knew it was coming. It would be interesting to hear from somebody who had that moment spoiled in the eighties. Uh, by the time we all watched star Wars, we knew everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I remember uh, when episode three came out, my grandfather took my youngest sister to watch uh, to watch it in theaters. And she probably was eight or nine at the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, during the movie, he leans over and says, I'll bet he turns into Darth Vader. <laughs> and and at the end she's like, "Ah, how did you know?" <laughs> That's adorable. I don't think spoilers necessarily take anything away from a story. But it there sounds is like potential- you do. <laughs> well, but, but but there is potential that could be missed having known a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Like, I, does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know how else to encapsulate that. Idea. You're more about right. the experience. So Early on, I was thinking I agree more with Caleb, but now I'm thinking I agree more with you because while I would say it doesn't really matter, I think we're I, I definitely in agreement that there is something that you can gain from, from not being spoiled. I just think, you know, all things considered, it, right. it's not that you can only You can only learn something... You know, once you can only you can only only have that first touchstone with something once. And so do you want that to be your friend telling you something over a beer like, oh, you need to watch this because this thing happens and it's so amazing. Or do you want it to be when you view it or consumed it as it was meant to be consumed? And and that that fact or that 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 uh, that experience happens naturally. There are certain stories that a person might not be interested in at all without a spoiler saying no this is this is something that's going to happen that you're going to want to stick around for i was just about to uh, bring that up uh, my brother is currently watching wandavision and he texted me last night at spoilers i guess a little bit but he's like does it stay a 60 sitcom this entire time because i'm about to stop <laughs> and i was like just keep chugging along get to episode four this this and this it's going to turn into a regular sort of marvel show at at some point um, so I had to spoil a little bit of it for him to continue watching because he was, he's not into that type of stuff. The whole sitcom pastiche of the fifties and sixties and seventies. And he was ready to give up. So I had to spoil a little bit of something, something just to get him to keep going. But Caleb, do you think you could have told him like, Hey, trust me, it gets better. Could you have said it without actually spoiling anything? Could you have said, it does the tone or the theme changes. It's not, it, it isn't like this the entire time, but kept it Greg, incredibly vague. So I've had that happen <laughs> to me. And this is probably the most controversial thing I'll ever say on this podcast. Um, I didn't care for final fantasy seven <laughs> and everybody, everybody told me get past the first disc. It's so good. Once you get past the first disc, I couldn't, <laughs> I just, I could not do it because the whole first disc is completely boring. <laughs> um, and nobody, maybe if somebody had given me a specific reason other than it gets good past the first disc, mm. maybe I could have played it. So yeah, specifics, I think help a lot in that respect. Hmm. Um, but also, you know, I kind of how you feel about my recommendations, Craig, my brother feels the same way. Kind of like, Caleb likes everything. So why should I, why should I? So I don't think me. Yeah. So maybe the only way for Caleb to get his opinion across is to spoil. <laughs> and that's why he thinks spoilers are good. Because nobody listens to me anymore. It's the only way to get people to engage with me. Exactly. 
God, I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so because because there are there are shades of gray here. You you know you could say like trust me, but keep it vague. You could also yeah give specifics but still not necessarily the 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 end all be all big reveal at the end you know, oh yeah no i didn't the, i didn't tell him anything season finale wise i told him this is the reason why it's going to go into a quote-unquote normal marvel show at episode four or all right so as someone who is a proponent for spoilers why didn't you just tell him the rest of the plot because i know that there are certain people who hear that stuff and they immediately stop <laughs> Um, and I, I know those people in my life and I try not to do that to them because I think that would, uh, stop them from enjoying something, not spoilers, not, not, uh, not like a reveal, but enjoying a piece of media in general that I know they're going to like. Right. But, um, you know, Craig, you mentioned, um, Sixth Sense and I want to go back to that, um, because it, it just occurred to me the first time I watched the Sixth Sense, the Sixth Sense I knew. I knew exactly because it, it spoiled for me. Oh no! No, I didn't guess it. I just it. I knew, um, but it didn't. It didn't stop me, and I still found the experience enjoyable. Were Did you... I miss out on something? Yes, I think so. Um, because you know, I remember watching The Village, which has kind of a similar. Uh, very unforeseen twist that has some foreshadowing in it. I I don't know. I I still really enjoyed the movie. And I I, I, I and there's many different. Where I think we're really highlighting movies here. There's many different. I think that's what people of, mostly get upset about. And right, in, in but, because there's there there's there's very many different types of movie goers. And I think I've noticed in more recent years, as I go to consume media with my wife. I have become the kind of person who tries to guess what's going to happen oh, when I'm viewing something with someone else. Like I will, t- I, I will, if we're watching something at home on the TV, I will pause something and I will, ex- <laughs> I will be like, this is what I think is going to happen. This is what I think is going to, this is, this is why we're seeing X, Y, and Z. And like, I try to call my shot. I try just so I can say at the end of the thing, like, Oh, I was right. Analytical like, mind. Mm. Uh, but if I had been spoiled, then I don't have that opportunity. I'm, I'm reminded of, watching a lifetime movie with my grandmother and about 20 minutes in she says i know who did it and <laughs> she wrote it down on a little piece of paper for us ah yes <laughs> that is so adorable and cute yeah like, <laughs> for the big reveal right uh because i because recently i think my best like knock it out of the park called it was watching jojo rabbit and i was like i leaned over to carrie and i'm like why do you think we're seeing her feet so much uh, in regards to Jojo's mom. Oh my god. Like I knew exactly what was going to happen and I didn't want to spoil it for my wife. I but I did want to have a moment I could point back to after we'd watched the movie and be like remember I, when I told you that? That's why I said I that. I love doing that. Uh whenever something is carefully <laughs> cropped out, I I see that too and mm. huh. Why can't we see his hand? Yep. Do like uh, do the wives not uh, notice these tropes that reoccur in all this media that you guys watch together? Is that kind of a blind spot? For um, them? I wouldn't say it's a complete blind spot. Just you know, notice different things sometimes. Hmm. And and for me, absolutely not. I I think uh, my wife is is just as good at it as I am. Well, that's it's become part of how we view certain shows. Like if we really make a concerted effort, like yep, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna watch this together. It's gonna be an event. 
both of us will scoop up the remote and pause something so that we can talk about it halfway through the episode. <laughs> um, recently, we've come into a situation in our household where, um, because we have children, remotes go missing. So right now we have two remotes, one on each <laughs> side of the couch. I, As I continue to engage in my Amazon citizenry, which I... On a moral level, mm. I despise myself for it, but it's so damn convenient. <laughs> I can now yell at my smart speakers, and they'll turn and they'll pause my TV, and I'm like, "Oh God, I'm like, I'm so fucking fat and lazy, but it's so <laughs> damn convenient." <laughs> Slowly turning into the Wally world. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but so, Caleb, I I think you have an interesting perspective uh, because I think you are one of the more technical viewers of of media that I know dabbling in writing and you like to break down story structure and whatnot so i think it is interesting that you you like to know the spoilers so that you can start to piece it together on the way you can say all right here's we're at point a how do we get to point x and you can start to break it down like that but i'm curious if you created something if you wrote a story if you made a tv show if you had a movie and you had a big twist would you want your viewers to go in knowing what was going to happen Craig, I'm going to log off right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you're right. Uh, there, I think there are some um, there are some moments I think that might need to be preserved. I'll give you that. Uh, especially if I uh, if if I'm showing my own things to somebody, uh, obviously I'm not going to be like, oh, on page like 37, just watch or something, uh, or just wait mm-hmm. to wait to get there. Um, but there are moments I will you say want to be preserved, but you, I mean, you probably wouldn't write it in such a way that it's only good if you didn't know it was coming. Yeah, it's got to be good on multiple levels and on multiple viewings. Um, I don't want the like the media I watch if it's spoiled or if not if there's a big reveal or something. It's got to be enjoyable on all levels, so I can go back and enjoy it every single time, as opposed to the big shock value of the first. Um, mm. There is there's. Have you guys seen a movie called Hereditary? No, I have not. Would you guys mind a little spoiler? A spoiler warning for, for it. movie and, called and, and here is uh, the crux of the argument, right? This is the this is the third time Caleb has asked us that question, and each time we say go for it. So you're really proving my point here. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, <laughs> I have an opinion about that, but I, I want you to continue, Caleb. So we'll, I'll, I'll circle back. The first act of the movie. It's uh, again. It's uh, looking back at the tropes. Little girl, she's eating a candy bar. Parent asks her, "Hey, is there any nuts in that candy bar? We didn't bring your shot." Obviously, you don't have to explain to the audience. She's allergic to nuts. Uh, cut to like fifteen minutes later, she's at a party with her brother. She eats some cake. Lo and behold, there's nuts in the cake. He rushes Who puts her. What's nuts in a cake? I don't. Talk, a... talk to Ari Aster. He's the writer of that. Oh, ruined a perfectly good cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, rushes into the car, gets her going, and she puts her head out of the car to get some more air, and he swerves to miss a deer, and her head hits a pole, and it comes flying off. That's in the first act of the movie. And I freaked out in the movie theater. <laughs> but uh, recently I found myself showing just the first act to multiple people, just to see their reaction. <laughs> so I can see why the preservation of spoilers is great, because if you know it, and they don't know it, seeing their reaction to something as shocking as that is fairly enjoyable on your part. Right. I think that's why reaction videos are so big on YouTube. I think that's, yeah. that's a 
sub subgenre of its own. Mm-hmm. But so I wanted to circle back, you know, talking about how Rob, like you said, this is the third time Caleb's asked for spoilers and we say, yeah, sure, go ahead. I personally, if I, in my ever expanding running list of things I want to consume in terms of media, <laughs> if it's on that list, I don't want spoilers. If it's something that I have previous interest in, but I just haven't gotten it to it yet, I don't want any spoilers. If it's something that's not on my radar and I really don't have any interest in, then I really don't care. Hmm. It's kind of my mentality. But if you learn a spoiler about any of the things on that list, would that preclude you from watching it? No, I, I'm also not that strong of an opinion about spoilers. Like, I'm not gonna be like, well, you ruined the whole thing for me, so I'm not going to view it. Like, no, there's still, there still is merit to content, even if you know what's going to happen. The journey is worth the ride, but (laughs) there's still, there's still something to be said that you, that there is less, there's less substance in the reaction so, there's less substance in the in so the interaction you're telling me yeah. that you'll be okay with me saying that wandavision ends with thanos coming back <laughs> it is a phenomenal ending like for reals wait is that a legitimate spoiler yeah oh you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> no no Fuck. it's not uh it is it was a horror yeah it's not a spoiler <laughs> Because yeah, because WandaVision very much is on my list, and so I I I, I want to talk about it, and I want to be able to talk about it, but I don't want explicit I don't want explicit knowledge because I want to I want to enjoy that content as it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want I want I the story s- given to me as the writers and directors and and everyone told the story. There's a uh, to me, it sounds like this whole conversation is from each of us starting in vastly different points and slowly meeting in the middle <laughs> about uh, about spoilers. Uh, excuse me, I was in the middle the whole time. <laughs> I told, excuse me, sir, I believe yeah. I was correct. This, yeah. this time, I was the only one whose opinion matters. <laughs> so me and Craig were pulling on each of your arms, and now we're slowly just e- evening up on your arms right now. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll try and leave WandaVision spoilers out of this conversation for you. I appreciate that. But there are uh, there are definitely stories that the well, the spoiler makes it better. And an example, oh, I got a perfect example a of them. I got a perfect example. You ever seen but, a movie called American Beauty? Yes. Mm, that first uh, Kevin Spacey. Um, it's just him midlife crisis and slowly learning how to live again. Basically, it's it's normalizing pedophilia. It really is. Yes, okay. <laughs> it's but it's a good movie. movie. Uh, but. <laughs> The opening, the opening voiceover, he states he's going to die before the end of the movie, hmm. and then we go on with the movie to add that that layer of suspense. Yeah, and I think that's more enjoyable for the audience in that case. Well, if we're gonna talk about Kevin Spacey, are we gonna are we gonna talk about Kaiser Sose? I've never seen it. No, yeah, well, okay, then then it's not worth bringing up. Well, I know well, the spoiler. Me. Yeah, I know the spoiler. <laughs> But I, I, I'm not going to hold that up as a great example of, of, the, of the opposite. But Rob, did you have a, did you have a point? Well, we kind of talked about it um, before we started recording, but um, there's Doki Doki Literature Club, mm. which is a genre of game that is just not t- terribly interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I've heard great things about it. But even seeing yeah, you know, all my friends playing it, everyone's saying, hey, you've got to try this out. Still wasn't very interested. Just not the type of game I want to play. The the genre for our listeners being 
what would you call that graphic novel it's, it's video a, game it's a it's a visual novel but specifically it's a romance visual novel right dating sim almost almost yeah but there is um and, and i think it's probably say well no because we're still doing an experiment with caleb who has not <laughs> played the game at all and does not know any any spoilers but for me it, it was never a game i was ever gonna play until my wife played it and she let me in on what kind of what happens at the end hmm. and uh so right now i'm actually powering through it and still the, the first I don't know. I'm probably about an hour or two in, and it's 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 been hard to want to keep going, yeah. and only because I want to see for myself what actually happens. Am I sticking with it? I think that's very fair. I think a, a lot of people do use spoilers as "Hey, engage with this content. Like, please stay with it because I want to talk to somebody about it. I think it's interesting, and and it's the the payoff is worth it." Because I played Doki Doki Literature Club a long time ago, um, and I think I didn't know any specific spoilers. I just knew about its subgenre. Like, I had heard that, and so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's interesting. And so, to Caleb, your earlier point, I did want to know. I'm like, okay, how do we get from A to B here? Something's going to change, and I have no idea how they're going to do that. And I was interested, and that, that, that kept me interested. What's the subgenre? Or is the subgenre a spoiler in and of itself? Kind a of. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. If if we're gonna if we're gonna keep this 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 little experiment we're doing true to form, we we can't tell you. Okay. Yeah. And and for our listeners, the experiment here, uh, Craig played the game knowing the subgenre, didn't really know what happened at the end. But I loved it. It was it was real fun. I am playing it currently. I've been spoiled massively on the game, which honestly only piqued my interest in it caleb has no idea he just knows that something happens toward the end of the game and rob really isn't selling me on this game (laughs) (laughs) that's true we've discussed it and um it's it's for me it's tough to play through i think this is interesting like we are we have you've got two people close to you caleb saying like hey it's worth it but we're not gonna tell you why (laughs) And like, is is that enough to power through the slog that is the start of that game? Right. There is a. Uh, I I tend to listen to friends who I trust, and uh, I I have this fictional list similar to Craig's, but it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll put that on the list. No, it's there's no list. It's it. I've completely forgotten about it. But if I trust you, I will make an effort to actually do something. See, but you guys have... for me, even I, I think even someone saying no, it's definitely worth it. With the with the time that I've put in and just my level of disinterest in it, I don't think I would have kept going. No, no. Is is it strictly because Craig told you? No, no, no. It's it's just taking a little bit too long to get to a payoff, in my opinion. They had to. They had to finish a trope. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is, we, and we can we, we can dive into this after Caleb is played, and, and we'll talk about it <laughs> in our next episode. But there there's a trope that has to be filled before they can get to the turn, and so yeah, the, the, it takes a while to get there. But regardless, I'm excited for it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I'm kind of curious, Caleb. We we I feel like we went on kind of a long rambly road. Did you have any other kind of points that you wanted to bring up in terms of why spoilers are good things? It really just mainly comes down to me thinking that I'll add this amendment 
to my to my initial opinion. For me, <laughs> I like <laughs> I like breaking down the stories as I'm going along to figure out how A connects to B, C, and D, and D, and that's so on, so on, so forth. I think that might be the closest we've ever come to one of us changing our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> because I do realize that I do keep things secret from people if I want them to have that. I, there's There are things where I think people should have that experience, so I will have to amend that statement. But for me, knowing that, for me, myself, knowing that spoiler just makes me more excited. I've read so much stuff about the Justice League Snyder Cut that are supposedly in this movie that has me so pumped and I'm ready to see this. It'll never live up to it. Probably <laughs> not. I don't know. Well, I'm pretty easy to to please. So now I want to pick on you a little bit, Caleb. Because I can appreciate where you're coming from. I can appreciate wanting to know what you're getting into and whether it's worth your time and, and breaking it down as you're consuming it. But couldn't you do that on a second viewing? Couldn't you still have a pure experience where you don't have any spoilers and get that you know the the potential raw reaction to something surprising and then come back and view it a second time and break it down i could i really could but i choose not to um i think it'd be harder for me to to really it's hard for me to sit down and just enjoy a movie without without trying to put pieces together um (laughs) And I'm not trying to be, I'm not turning to somebody next to me and being like, hey, I think this is going to happen. I've done that once and I got hit. <laughs> um, uh, back in a little, little anecdote, 2006 or whatever, we're watching the late counts with a friend and there's a car crash. Somebody dies 15 minutes into the movie. And then the main character goes to the lake house, falls in love with somebody in the past. Lo and behold, the person she falls in love with in the past was the one that got hit by the car and died. I sussed it out within 15 minutes after like <laughs> after seeing that thing. And I went and I just nudged her in the side and I was like, Hey, he's that Keanu Reeves is the one that's going to die. And she was livid. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you didn't know. I, how can you get mad at that? Exa- yeah. But p- that, that goes back to people hating spoilers, like mm-hmm. with, with a passion. She couldn't appreciate your shot calling. I got to prove how smart I am. I'm smarter than the damn movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although, so here's what I'm hearing though, Caleb, is, you know, you being so analytical about, about the, the things you're seeing, you sound, as much as I know you enjoy film, it sounds like you're just a joyless cinema viewer, <laughs> just heartless and, and being all analytical it's, about the story. You're not, you're not along for the ride. You're like, oh no, see these logical of, of all the people to have, to hear say that, you, right? the person who tells me <laughs> don't trust anything Caleb says because he loves every movie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You've talked about me. You talked about this behind my back, Craig? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, Rob, I'm going to introduce you to this guy, but uh, don't trust don't yeah. trust his media recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tell you every movie he saw made him cry. Like That's that's exactly what happened. Got him if fast. it pulls on the strings of my heart, I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help that I have many strings and they're just laying around everywhere. <laughs> Got to clean up your heart. I think they have pills for that. <laughs> Can I put barbed wire around it? So yeah, I get I get where you're coming from, being analytical and stuff like that. I just uh, I that's what I get enjoyment. I think everybody goes to the movies or watches whatever for different things to get enjoyment out of it, and that's how I get enjoyment out of it. Right, that's fair. 
are we really coming to the conclusion that everyone is an individual and to each their own? Because that's just a crock of shit. Yeah, no, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There is a right way to watch a movie. Everyone else is wrong. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And mine is the best. (laughs) Like I say at the beginning of every podcast, my opinion is only that matters. Yours is the only one that matters. Yep. (laughs) Were any opinions changed? (laughs) Or at least muddled a little bit. Hmm. My opinion on what Craig thought was changed. Your opinion about what I thought, not about not your own opinion. Not not my own opinion. No. <laughs> I I still think uh, spoilers in the end don't really matter that much. If you want to consume the media, you'll still do it. Spoiler or no. And and I think I've come around a little bit, Caleb, to to your idea that like using a spoiler to engage someone else in the content, dangling a little bit of a carrot. So that they can get through maybe the harder to consume content, I think there's some there's some validity to that. I've done that, mm. and we'll continue to do it. And I think everybody's done it. No, because it is hard to have a vague. I tell somebody a vague idea and be like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like mixing a cake batter together and be like, this is going to be delicious, but we're not going to finish it. Yet. You have to finish this. You know? Yeah, you, you're going to ruin it by putting nuts in it. <laughs> Fucking it. <laughs> I'm sure that that's a thing. I'm, I, that's somewhere I, in the world. I mean, I'm thinking... Maybe bird. it was peanut oil. Exactly, Craig. <laughs> but it seems like everybody's gotten around to my type of thinking, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should rename the show Strikes Caleb's Fancy. And it's just Caleb trying to convince us that he's right. <laughs> Caleb's world, we're just living in it. <laughs> exactly. I will say, uh, I uh, you guys told me to watch Star Trek Voyager, the the weird Salamander episode. I want to preface, I did not tell you to watch that. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with that. I did tell you it was terrible. And it was terrible. But to balance that out, my friend James, who I watched it with, Big Trekkie, uh, had me watch an episode called Tuvix, which is where two, two of the main characters end up fused together into a new person. Due to a malfunction with the transporter. Yeah, that is definitely one of Voyager's best episodes. It was... I I knew nothing about these characters or anything like that, but this was a fine piece of science fiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, And he told me what was happening like before I watched it. So he gave me all I wanted for this. And he's like, but we're going to watch this 42-minute episode anyways. It's like, I'm all fucking for it. I, I don't know why. That was just an anecdote. Yeah, yeah, prime <laughs> example of how, yeah, spoilers didn't necessarily ruin the experience. So out of curiosity, do you think Janeway was right? To murder Tuvix? I do. In cold I, blood? I do. Um, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a hard question. The whole point mm-hmm. of it is a hard question. But, like, she was looking out for two crew members who were there, who had longevity. And somebody did need to speak for them. Um, and she did. She made a choice that uh, I thought it was interesting that the doctor was like, I, I can't do no harm. And so he backed off of it. Kind of the same problem with the Salamander episode was with this one where it seems like there's no consequences. at the Yeah, end. that's Star Trek in a nutshell. Yeah, everything has to end exactly how it began. The only time anything really changes is season finales. Mm-hmm. Well, and even then. But Discovery's not like that. Sorry, what's not like that? Discovery isn't like that, in my opinion. Well, that's that's new Star Trek. Yeah, I I still haven't watched that. That's I think that's TV has changed between Voyager and and Discovery. 
Yeah, it's almost 20 years of evolution. And it needs to be a little bit more continuity heavy, I think. Uh, but I would really, uh, again, my uh, my opinions are a grain of salt, apparently. I would heavily encourage you to watch Discovery. Okay, and I would heavily encourage you, the next episode of Voyager you should watch, and it's a two-parter, <laughs> watch The Year of Hell. The Year of Hell? Yes. We're just going to cherry-pick episodes of Voyager and not watch the whole thing? I mean, honestly... <laughs> That's probably the better way to watch it. <laughs> Maybe I should do that because because I, I think I got to season two and a half and I just I couldn't I couldn't like I I love Voyager and in fact I think it might be my favorite Star Trek series but um, yeah there are definitely some stinkers in there. <laughs> and I think it is made for the jumping around. Even the original Trek is made to jump around. I think. Right. Yeah. They they wrote a lot of these stories to replay in syndication where it doesn't really matter that you're watching a season one episode and then a season six episode. Uh, James, who I, I keep mentioning, uh, if we talk about Trek, we should invite him on, but like he and him and his wife are going through original Trek, starting with original Trek. They're going to watch the whole thing. Yes. The wife was getting bored with original Trek because they were binge watching it. And I said, mm. these aren't meant to be binge watched. I would suggest an episode a day or an episode a week um, because that's how, it, that's how I'm doing old doctor who. Those weren't meant to be binge watched. They were weekly, and to, so to binge watch them, I think, is a little bit. Uh, they're not meant to be viewed that way. Disingenuous. Yeah, and he they they switched up their viewing schedule, and it's worked. She's back interested in it. That's good. So, is there any other any other uh, talking points about spoilers around the horn, Caleb? Uh, don't be don't be scared of spoilers. I really, uh, or at least don't be as. Uh, gung-ho against spoilers in my opinion and i think that's fair now rob anything any final comments uh snape kills dumbledore (laughs) (laughs) you bastard (laughs) this has been uh strikes our fancy um and we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week well actually no we're not going to figure out what we're going to talk about next week next week we already know we're going to talk about doki doki literature club a little bit so that's a new thing and probably something else and something else but but that's a new thing for us we actually have an idea but in the meantime I've been Craig I'm still Rob this is Caleb thanks for listening to Caleb's opinion (laughs) hey thanks for listening If you stuck around this long, I wanted to take a moment to point out that we have learned a lot since we recorded this episode. One of the things we've learned, in fact, is where to put these episodes. So if you feel so inclined to talk with us about any opinions you heard today, feel free to find us at ourfancy.site, where listeners can tell us exactly what we got wrong and how bullshit our opinions really are.